Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or your your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Betonline.ag where the game starts. All right folks, this is Jeremy Evans, host of the California Sports Lawyer podcast. This is episode 4 of season 5. As always, thank you for being with us and making us the number one sports law podcast in the world for three years running now. So we have a very interesting and great episode for you today. We'll be talking about the effects and effects of a sports team leaving a community. This is something that uh, often does happen, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on whether you're the fan base that is seeing a team leave or a fan base that is seeing a team uh, be welcomed into a community. Uh, I guess potentially there's also uh, the idea that maybe fans who are welcoming a team in or the fans or potential fans or citizens who are in an area, you know, maybe uh, have an issue uh, with accepting a new team in because uh, they're sort of having tax dollars being spent towards either a new stadium or uh, courting that team to make that move. But uh, what we're going to talk about today is really this idea of uh, the sort of the battle for the hearts and minds uh, to win and keep sports franchises in a city um, from front offices to fans to uh, city, city halls to uh, governors and uh, governor's mansions and sort of how that plays out. Uh, the county, the counties also play a a role in this, particularly with the Oakland situation, which we'll get into, where you have um, either whether it be unincorporated areas or just where the county has some say in the land, whether the county owns that land or what have you. But um, this is a an ongoing issue for lots of cities across the country. You know, as you sort of look at Major League Soccer expanding, as you look at the National Football League looking uh, overseas to expand. Now, whether those are expansion teams or relocation uh, is yet to be seen. Major League Baseball has flirted with the idea of having a team in Portland. They've flirted with the idea of having a team in Mexico City. Uh, they've talked about maybe San Antonio. Uh, and then, of course, there's talk about Nashville. And then there was uh, even, which we talked about on this show, uh, and in writing, this idea that uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays were thinking about making a move, a sort of a split move, if you will, between Montreal and 
Tampa Bay. And what sort of seemed exciting, I think, in theory, I personally would have enjoyed that. Uh, just sort of seeing a team, you know, go back to Montreal uh, since the that team left and became the uh, Washington Nationals, I think, in 2000. And I want to say it was 2000 and um, I want to say 2005. Um, it might have been um, a couple years before that, but I believe 2005 was the year that they moved. So um, or that might just be the year that I attended a game there. Um, but anyway. So uh, that happened, I would say, in the early 2000s. And, um, and, and of course, it's, it's just really interesting uh, as to how teams, you know, basically have, have moved around. And then, of course, more locally, we've had the uh, San Diego Chargers and, um, and sort of in, in their move to Los Angeles, even though they weren't leaving the state of California, uh, they uh, definitely moved up north to um, I'm sure what they believed is, uh, greener pastures. So, um, uh, it was actually 2004. I had to look up that date. So I was one year off. They Montreal Expos moved in 2004, uh, and became, um, I think their first year, uh, was in 2005. So they moved in the off season. So I guess I was right. Um, trust yourself, I guess. Right. So anyways, the idea that Tampa Bay Rays were sort of putting out there was, Hey, let's have, um, let's have this team sort of split time. And, uh, I think ultimately, um, even though ownership may have been, uh, amenable to that, maybe the fan bases weren't or who knows. Um, but I could, you know, foresee, you know, if you've got a 30,000 seat stadium or 25,000 seat stadium, you pack the house on the games that the team is in town. And then you pack the house on the games that the team is not in town in, in another city. Um, and you would just eventually, you know, essentially just split your, your 81 games at home because you got 162 in a season, uh, split them between the two locales. But again, uh, I think it was unlikely from the start. Uh, but, uh, and of course, Tampa Bay is going through negotiations right now between Tampa Bay and, um, or sorry, the city of Tampa. And then of course, um, uh, St. Petersburg, which is right across the, uh, the bay from each other. And so uh, where that team ends up, I think, is yet to be seen. But I think overall, there's this trend in California where you have businesses and people that are leaving the state in droves. Maybe that's because of taxes. Maybe that's because of uh, COVID-19 policies. Maybe it's because of jobs. Maybe it's because that uh, COVID-19 sort of introduced this idea that you can work um or accelerated the idea, I should say, that you could work from home. And that allowed a lot of people to leave the state uh, and and keep their jobs, uh, but potentially have lower taxes, amongst other things. So regardless of the reason, it is something that is happening. And um, now that being said, uh, the state of California has ad added, um, you know, a uh, NWSL team, National Women's Soccer League team um, in Los Angeles, and of course, uh, there's talk about, um, you know, soccer expansion for MLS in San Diego, although there's other cities that have higher priority on that list currently, namely Sacramento and uh, some other locations. But uh, in the last few years, we've seen the Chargers leave San Diego, uh, the Chargers of the NFL, of course, and um, went up to Los Angeles. 
We've seen the Oakland Raiders leave for Nevada uh, for a better stadium, um, more opportunity, and a growing population and fan base in Las Vegas. There's also the thing of it's a quick flight from Oakland or anywhere in the Bay Area to Las Vegas, and it becomes more of a destination uh, situation where you can sort of uh, watch a game there. And of course, Las Vegas in itself is growing as a sports hub, right? You know, you've got the Golden Knights there with the NHL. Uh, you know, you have um, the Las Vegas Lights, you have the Las Vegas Aces, uh, you know, with, um, you know, women's professional basketball, but then got this idea of maybe potentially an NBA team coming there. And now the Oakland Athletics, there was this great article in the front office sports that talked about the Oakland Athletics looking at uh, some potential land on the Las Vegas Strip uh, to move there. Um, and of course the Oakland A's are no stranger to moving, you know, they've, um, they originally were in Philadelphia and then they moved, uh, to, uh, Kansas city, Missouri. And then of course, um, uh, you know, now they are in Oakland with this idea of potential move to Las Vegas. Well, why is this happening and what are the effects and effects of a sports team leaving a community? Well, on one hand, you know, Oakland will now miss its, uh, football team. And of course, they'll have to travel out of state and spend dollars out of state uh, to see their team uh, if they do travel. They can still see them on TV, you know, depending on what over television package or streaming package they have, uh, which I think is somewhat becoming easier as things get in more to streaming uh, and there's less blackouts and that sort of thing. But the Oakland A's uh, find themselves in an interesting situation. They've been negotiating and trying to get a new stadium since at least 2005 when new ownership came in. Uh, so almost 20 years. And there's there's arguably a point to be made that this discussion with the Oakland Athletics and uh, Oakland Raiders who shared that, who shared that stadium um, in uh, Alameda County Stadium there in Oakland that, uh, that potentially – uh, there might be a situation, um, you know, where one of them was going to move, and 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 frankly, that the stadium was 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 old. And we've also had, I mean, I've written columns about this before, but we've talked about this idea that there is a direct connection between a team's success and um, and and several factors. One being the lease and or ownership that the team has over a stadium or venue, uh, the personnel that uh, that team has, both on the field and uh, in the front office and this idea of uh, what the market is you know how big is the market oakland is obviously in the bay area it's in a big state um but by moving to uh las vegas have potentially more exposure because of the fans there because of the tourism dollars um you know that sort of thing right where maybe you have more people in the bay area uh, but Las Vegas is a is a large city and it's growing. Um, so, and by the way, Oakland is a fantastic city. I uh, recently visited there for an event, and um, it is a beautiful city. And, and they've really done a great job to update um, and sort of uh, do some good things with Oakland. And of course, Oakland's like any other city across the world where you have good areas and and troubled areas, but. What's interesting about Oakland is that it may turn out to be one of the few cities in America that has lost three teams. Because if you recall, recall the Oakland Raiders left for Las Vegas. They're now the Las Vegas Raiders. 
the um, Golden State Warriors who played in Oakland are now playing in downtown San Francisco. And there's potential that the Oakland Athletics may leave as well. And I don't know if that's a situation of the city of Oakland and the county, um, you know, Alameda County basically sticking to their guns and making sure that, um, you know, as the expression goes, that uh, they didn't want to negotiate, they don't want to give up, you know, a ton of taxpayer dollars. And, you know, and maybe like many cities, they've, um, that city, uh, cities haven't done is they've actually learned their lesson and they've said, well, these cities put in money to stadiums and, What's the benefit and that sort of thing. But it's something to keep our eyes on because there's potential that Oakland could leave. The athletics could leave and play major league baseball in Las Vegas. That is a very, very real scenario. And, um, you know, when, when team owners are looking at land and looking at ways to where, even if the governor, uh, governor Lombardo in uh, Nevada doesn't want to give up direct tax dollars or charge some tax uh, for this new team, you know that that obviously is pushed off onto the, off uh, onto uh, citizens in terms of paying taxes. Uh, there could be other ways to do it. You know, you get discounted land. Uh, you have some sort of subsidy. You know, subsidy or something like that. But this is sort of where we're at, right? And again, Oakland may turn out to be the only city that loses three sports teams. I might be wrong on that, but at least in modern history, I don't know of a city that's lost three sports teams. That'd be pretty sad for the people of Oakland. I think. And so, you know, look, either the uh, the club and the authorities work out a deal for the Howard Terminal project on the water, which looks beautiful from the renderings online, or the A's are going to move to Las Vegas Strip. And it's likely to be, you know, somewhere near the Circus Circus area or the Tropicana. Uh, there is some open land, um, some large open, open land strips um, on the Strip. And of course, this would be great for to complement the T-Mobile Arena and Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders play and then obviously the Golden Knights play. And Las Vegas could really become um, even more so an epicenter of sports and entertainment. They've always had the entertainment aspect with the different live acts that you have there. But uh, when you're adding additional sports teams, of course, they've had AAA baseball there for years. Uh, but of course, it was an outdoor stadium. So this will all change, I think, in the coming um, months and years. And of course, this is not just sort of local to... Uh, the West Coast. I mean, the Chicago Bears are currently looking at moving outside the city of Chicago. And there's this sort of battle between old and new and investment and larger investments in location. And Chicago looks at it and says, well, we can have this great big, you know, uh, real estate endeavor on the outskirts of town. Uh, or we can sort of work with what we have with Soldier Field and and build it up. I mean, my personal preference is I hope they stay at Soldier Field. I think that place is iconic. And I think, and I hope that they take the path that the that the uh, Chicago Cubs did with Wrigley Field, which was redevelop that stadium, redevelop that property, and see what doors open there versus moving outside the the um, uh, outside the city of. And of course, look, I might be in the minority here, but you know, I thought it was a mistake for Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves, to uh, leave downtown Atlanta and to go out into the suburbs. Again, it's a nice area. It's a nice community. It's very much developed. It's been very popular. Of course, Atlanta has won a World Series since then. And it is a beautiful ballpark. Uh, but uh, again, I think that ability to take a subway or a train to a game, park downtown, be around an area where there's, you know, residential and, um, you know, bars and pubs and restaurants, I think those things are very special. When you go to see a game at Fenway Park 
or you go to see a game at um, uh, Yankee Stadium. You know, you sort of have these experiences. And frankly, it's been one of the downsides to Dodger Stadium because you have a situation where you don't have, you know, it, you can take a free bus ride there, but there's no subway that goes there. Although this sort of Elon Musk um, boring company, uh, which is a play on words there, is building this sort of, um, for lack of a better word, hole that basically goes underground uh, from the Hollywood area to Dodger Stadium. Uh, and we'll sort of see if that that helps. There's been talk about a gondola going over the 110 freeway. We'll see. Um, but it, it, again, the, the point here is that with a sports franchise, uh, there is always um, profit and loss. There's always loss and gain. Um, and it, it sort of reminds me of this Chinese proverb where I'm sure maybe many folks have heard of it before, but Sort of it goes something like this, you know, a farmer and a son uh, had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. One day the horse ran away and their neighbors exclaimed, your horse ran away. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. The point here is, is that if you put this in context of a team leaving, arguably the city of San Diego saved millions of dollars by seeing the Chargers leave for Los Angeles. Are their fans upset? Of course. But now they have more fans in Los Angeles and the fans who still want to follow the team can make the quick drive up to LA and and see a game in a beautiful stadium in SoFi. Will the Chargers stay in LA? We'll see. I think eventually, like the Clippers, where you're sharing an arena with the Lakers, there's always this issue of overshadowing. And uh, for a team to be truly successful, again, I go back to this venue. Uh, the best teams are the ones that have a standalone venue. Uh, there's something to be said about a new venue and uh, the excitement that that brings uh, in terms of a new venue and the, whether it be for through personnel or just having uh, better financial care over, um, you know, a particular franchise. But again, San Diego was paying millions of dollars per year to keep the chargers there through, there were some ADA uh, lawsuits that, uh, that occurred and they were paying out on that. And of course the, the chargers were sort of, uh, holding the city hostage in some way and saying, hey, you know, either build us this new stadium and give us money or we're leaving. And of course, Chargers left once Stan Kroenke, the owner of the um, LA Rams, uh, decided to build um, SoFi Stadium and uh, in Los Angeles and Inglewood. And of course, the Chargers are now a tenant uh, of that stadium, which is owned by um, the Rams owner. So if the Athletics were to leave Oakland, if the A's were to leave Oakland, um, it's likely that they will have accepted a deal for a new dome stadium on the Las Vegas Strip, paid with private funding in some government level of subsidies. You know, whether it be cheaper land or some some development, there might be an idea of new ownership coming to help in with the um, you know with the development of that stadium. And of course, with Vegas and gambling, I mean. It, whether you like it or not, the opportunities there are potentially endless. Um, I've always wondered why Las Vegas doesn't have a subway. Um, you know, they do have um, people transporters when it comes to, um, you know, sort of walkways and, and ways to get around the city. But I think that would be something for the city to consider or some sort of elevated railway that goes the length of the strip and potentially even goes from downtown um, Las Vegas up to the northern part of the Las Vegas Strip. But um, that's for another time. 
So again, if the A's do leave Oakland, it would it's going to be for more money and uh, a more business friendly environment. Um, and of course, you know, again with with regard to uh, the A's, I mean, they've sort of been this lovable franchise, right? They they seem to get good players to their farm system. They develop them. They trade them away. Uh, but they always seem to have a decent team. Um, but they play in this venue that, um, you know, a lot of the fans complain about. And it's not a great place to watch a game, frankly. Uh, but it would be interesting to see the Oakland franchise move, uh, which, by the way, uh, this would be if this if they moved to Las Vegas from Oakland, it would be their fourth move. Um, which I don't know if that's ever been done before. I don't know if a team has moved four times. I'm again, I might be wrong, but at least in modern history, I don't know that that's been the case. Most of the time, a team moves once. You know, uh, Brooklyn to Los Angeles, San or uh, New York to Los Angeles. Um, uh, the um, I'm trying to think of some other teams that were. Let's see, the Mets and the Twins were um, were expansion teams. But there's there's been and of course well, I guess the example we gave earlier Montreal to Washington D.C. It's usually one move, uh, in football it's happened of course as well. Now of course the most impacted by any move is going to be the fans. The fans are always going to miss their hometown team. Uh, but as I mentioned, look, Las Vegas is a short flight from the Bay Area, uh, and and it would be sad for Oakland and in uh, in general and specifically because. This would be the third team that they've lost in a period of about five years. So uh, talk about losing a city, losing its identity in terms of its sports teams. Very sad. Um, now, the city losing the team likely loses out, loses out on taxes and tourist dollars. But frankly, the Oakland also save in not having to uh, spend you know, citizen and taxpayer uh, resources uh, towards keeping the team from leaving. And of course, the city accepting the team in Las Vegas and, and in the state of Nevada and in the county of uh, Clark County there in Las Vegas, or that Las Vegas is inside Clark County, uh, they're likely to have to pay some money, um, whether that's directly or indirectly. But either way, the Oakland A's are likely, um, if they do move and become the Las Vegas A's, uh, this would be something that... Um, there would be some sort of government subsidy or taxpayer subsidy that would be involved to keep them there and keep them there to stay. And of course, a dome stadium is expensive, so we could be getting into the $500 to billion stadium development, not to mention any sort of um, areas impacted, meaning um, you know, building out uh, any sort of shopping or hotels or what have you. Because clearly, I think it would make sense to have some sort of hotel attached and some sort of shopping, some sort of transportation ability. But again, sort of therein lies the problem, right? Because one city's gain is another city's loss. And uh, But I don't think the gain and loss are mutually exclusive. Just because a team leaves a city doesn't mean that they lose entirely. There is some gain there. And just because a team accepts a team doesn't mean that it's all gain and all perfect. Um, there's going to be some tangible and intangible effects and effects. Um, it's sort of like a scout trying to ascertain a player's abilities. You know, recently I was, um, had the ability or, um, opportunity, I should say, I guess I had the ability, but I had the opportunity to call the NFLPA collegiate bowl. A couple of my, uh, uh, colleagues from ESPN on sports radio America. And, uh, it was basically the entire state Rose bowl was filled with, um, 
the people who were there were filled with scouts, right? It was not a big crowd, but um, it was scouts. And so this idea that when you're sort of following players and reviewing players, the same sort of goes to um, franchises in the sense that, you know, you've got objective and subjective points of reference. You know, a, a sports franchise is both a matter of the heart, but it's also a part of doing business. And I think that's the tough piece, right? When, when a franchise loses a player, you know, that's very popular with the team. It's very tough because they have to make difficult decisions when it comes to finances, as do franchises. You know, on one hand, it's like, should franchises be, you know, more responsible and not asking for government money, potentially, but as a business, you look for uh, the ability to win and the ability to take in money. And when you're a part of a community, um, you know, again, and I think this is also why a lot of times with these lease deals or if there's some sort of government private partnership, they usually make them stay for a period of time. I think it was when the Jacksonville Jaguars were purchased by the current ownership group, there was a deal in play that basically said, if you purchase this team, you can't move the team. Um, whether that's enforceable, I think by contract law, it's probably enforceable, but um, over the period of time, we'll sort of see how that plays out, right? Because there's often been teams that leave, even though they have deals in play not to leave. But I think that history has shown that in a world of capitalism, a world of money, which um, which is not a bad thing and not passing judgment on that, I think it's actually a good thing. I think that um, in some sense, it's kind of like a view of a loved one. Hey, they're with us for a period of time. Uh, but then they leave. Uh, although jokingly, a uh, uh, a flight to the afterlife is probably uh, a lot different than a quick flight to Vegas. Um, but I think from a financial management and stewardship standpoint, um, I think this is really two-part. I think elected officials need to make the best decision for the people that elected them to their roles and post in terms of protecting dollars, but also looking to invest and, and look to the future of a city. And citizens possibly need to look and fans need to look at maybe not necessarily putting their entire and complete trust into a franchise. I know that's difficult because people are very passionate, but it's sort of one of those things where the flirtation can be, you know, exhilarating. Um, and it's also a part of the sort of the fabric of the American pastime. But uh, again, some of these franchises can be fleeting. I mean, you know, uh, leagues change, teams change. I think there's, a lot to be said when it comes to that. So um, again, folks, this has been the effects and effects of a sports team leaving a community. And we've talked about uh, the Oakland A's and some other franchises and, you know, who wins and loses and some of these things and how some of these deals are put together. But um, I hope that you've enjoyed this show. This has been brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of the California Sports Lawyer Podcast. Thank you again for making us the number one sports law podcast for three years running. And we'll look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much.